You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 153. In this episode of the podcast, I welcome Don Bentley, a decorated military veteran who later spent time as both an FBI special agent and a SWAT team member. He's the author of the Matt Drake thriller series, including Without Sanction and The Outside Man, and he's now writing the new Jack Ryan Jr. novels. His first book in that series, Tom Clancy, Target Acquired, was just published on June 8th. I was very excited to chat with Don. And, you know, it dawned on me, too, as I, that as I was recording this, is uh, I've had the honor of interviewing most of the amazing writers trusted by the estates of Tom Clancy, Robert Ludlum, W.E.B. Griffin, and Vince Flynn to carry on the stories of these iconic characters that, the, that these guys created. Uh, Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan Jr., Jason Bourne, Mitch Rapp, all live on thanks to the amazing authors like Don Bentley, Josh Hood, Kyle Mills, Andrews and Wilson, just to name a few. And so if you want to go check those interviews out, um, go to thrillingreads.com forward slash legends. Uh, you'll see them all there in one spot, uh, easy to access. Uh, so go check that out at thrillingreads.com forward slash legends. And before we get to this interview with Don Bentley, you know I love Masterclass. It's a place where you can go stream exclusive lessons from the world's best, uh, like legendary thriller authors, uh, James Patterson, David Baldacci, Dan Brown, and Walter Mosley. And uh, right now, Masterclass is running a special promotion for Father's Day. So I want to let you know about that. Uh, so it's uh, during the Father's Day uh, promo. Uh, you buy one, you get one for dad for free. Uh, so go check out the details at thrillingreads.com forward slash dad. And if you've been thinking about joining uh, Masterclass now, is a great time to get a good deal. And you also uh, help support this podcast by ordering via my link at thrillingreads.com forward slash dad. That offer ends on June 21st, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So check that out at thrillingreads.com forward slash dad. All right. Here is my interview with Don Bentley. Hey, everybody. This is Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. And on the podcast today, I'm excited to have Don Bentley as a guest. He's a decorated military veteran who later spent time uh, as both an FBI special agent and in SWAT. He's an author of the Matt Drake thriller series, including Without Sanction and The Outside Man. And he's now writing uh, the new Jack Ryan Jr. novels. So I'm excited to have him here. Tom Clancy, acquired, uh, Target Acquired, just published. Congratulations, uh, Don. Well, thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on here. And so such an impressive career before you started writing. Uh, Army Apache helicopter pilot. Did you always want to write when you were doing all that other stuff? Or how did that come Yeah, I did. So if you ask my wife, what she'll say is I couldn't figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And there's probably some truth to that. Uh, what I will say is that the being an Army Apache helicopter pilot is kind of hard to have a bad day uh, when you when you get to fly helicopters like that. I did from a young age always wanted to be a writer. Always kind of started off telling myself stories and then reading a book or watching a movie or TV show and thinking, "Hey, how could this have been better? What or, or not necessarily how could it have been better, but what would I have done? What would I have done differently? How would I have done it?" And I had. The great fortune to have some very encouraging teachers. Uh, my senior teacher, um, my AP teacher, my senior year in high school, her name was Jill Easter, and she was exceptionally encouraging. And at one point, kind of took me aside after I'd turned in an assignment, and she said, "You know, I really think you could do this." She said, "I really think you have what it takes. 
you should keep after this. And so I immediately heeded her advice and went to college and got a degree in electrical engineering, which as you know, is a prerequisite for anyone who wants to be a writer. You should also be an electrical engineer. So not so much. Um, I started to get serious about my writing in in 2001 and, and took some classes on Writer's Digest to understand really more about the structure of a novel and, and the mechanics of doing that. And still after that, ended up writing um, three novels that that never saw the light of day and uh, going back and getting uh, my master's in fine arts and creative writing to continue to get better at my uh, craft until I finally sold my debut novel, which is Without Sanction in a two book deal to my editor, Tom Colgan, who is also my editor for Target Acquired and the Tom Clancy stuff. So if you discount the 17 years it took me to sell that book and the three that never made it anywhere, I, I'm pretty much an overnight success. That's what I would tell you. <laughs> I know. The second I started here, when, when, without a sanction, hits big. And I was like, overnight, done. I don't know. Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah there's no, nobody comes Not overnight. overnight. This business. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's good, to, that's good to hear for the sparring writers listening. You know, keep plugging Absolutely. away. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully yeah. you can do it. You can do it in less than 17 years. You just. <laughs> You just can't sulk as much as I sulked. So that yeah. that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I was, I was wondering how you got into the whole Tom Clancy universe, but through the Tom is the, the editor mm-hmm. for all the for that estate, right? So, so yeah, kind of approach yeah. to you. Is that how that worked? Yeah. So again, Tom, there's there's I tell people there's too many Toms in this conversation. <laughs> so Tom Clancy's editor before he passed away was Tom Colgan. And so once Tom Clancy passed away, there's a fantastic writer named Mark Greeny, who also does the Gray Man series and a bunch of other things. He wrote um, some books with Tom while Tom was still alive and then wrote the first book after actually the first couple books after Tom had passed away. And so Tom Colgan then had the responsibility of going out and finding other writers to come in and fill that void and continue Tom Clancy's universe. And sometimes I'll get comments, well, that on Facebook, or whatever. And they say, Tom Clancy's dead. Why are you still writing there? And I say, you know what? It's kind of like the Star Wars universe, right? So George Lucas obviously brought that into being, but there are all kinds of writers now who write within that magical thing that George Lucas created. And wouldn't you rather have folks who come in and try and continue that legacy, knowing that you're never going to be Tom Clancy because there's only one then that whole thing shrivel and die because Tom passed and there's nobody else left to write it. And so my second book in my series is called The Outside Man. It actually just came out two months ago. And when I turned that in to my editor and he and I were talking through it, he's very, Tom Colgan is a great guy to work with, but he's also very crafty. He's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, you know, behind the curtain, moving things around all the time. And so at the end of our editorial call for The Outside Man, he very much did this Columbo moment where he's like, I just have one more question for you as we're about to hang up. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What what is it? And he's like, would you like to write in the Tom Clancy universe? And it it was, you know, my heart stopped for a minute. I'm like, what did he just say? I think he said Tom Clancy. And so it was very much where it happened to line up that Mike Madden, who did a fantastic job before me and his latest book in the series was Firing Point, the run right before mine, had decided he wanted to move on. And Tom Colgan, my editor, had read my two books and loved them and wanted to give me the opportunity to do that. And so 
that's how it kind of came about and, and how I got to write in, in one of the most iconic franchises in, in history. Yeah. Did that, what, what was that like? Did it like give you like goosebumps? I mean, to go into, uh, you know, Jack Ryan yeah. Jr., the whole, the whole universe, Jack Ryan is the president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what it did is made me unbelievably excited and want to throw up at exactly <laughs> the same moment in time, because, you know, it was, I, I tell people that when I was 13 or 14 years old, my, um, good friend down the street put this copy to his dog-eared copy of Red Storm Rising into my hands, and he's like, "You have to read this book." And it was Tom Clancy's, you know, epic, sprawling military thriller about a third world war. And I just remember reading that and being transported and thinking, "Oh my gosh! Like I, I know this is fake, but I feel like I'm in the cockpit of that F-14 that's doing this strafing run on a Russian tanker and stuff." And so. It was very much my gateway drug, if you will, to all of the thriller universe and that epic military thriller stuff. And then the writers that came after Tom are I hold in such high regard. So Mark Greeny and Mark Cameron and Mike Madden and the other ones. So getting asked to do that, you know, is a is the equivalent of, like I said, getting asked to write in the Star Wars universe, right? And so tremendous gratitude and, and humbleness, but also terror at mm -hmm. the fact of, you know, I can't mess this up. And so one of my writer friends is a guy named Josh Hood, and he writes in the Robert Ludlum franchise. And somebody asked him what it was like, and he likened it to getting tossed the keys of a Ferrari. And the owner says, go out and have a good time. But when you come back, there better not be any more dings in the hood. And so that's very much what I felt like is how do I do this? How do I do this justice? and go out and drive this car as fast as it'll go, but bring it back and not have any new nicks or scratches. And so fortunately, again, my editor, Tom Colgan, is really, really good at this. And so one of our first calls together, he said, look, I didn't pick you because I wanted you to write like Tom Clancy. He said, nobody can write like Tom Clancy. He said, I picked you because I love your writing. I, you know, I love your Matt Drake series. And I want you to bring that to this universe. That's all you have to do is be you. And then the second thing he said is he, he kind of laughs about it, but he has a reputation for being able to find the right authors to come in and take over a franchise. So whether it's Brian Freeman and Josh Hood for the Robert Ludlum, the Andrews and Wilson guys for the W.E.B. Griffin, Mark Cameron and Mark Greeny and Mike Madden for Tom Clancy. He's like, it's my job to find the right guy you're the right guy. You don't need to worry about this anymore. Just be you and write this book. And it's, it, it takes a tremendous weight off your shoulders when you have an editor that believes so wholeheartedly in you. And then the rest of the writers are so, so gracious. Like I can't tell you the amount of times Mark Cameron and I would text or talk or Mark Graney or Mike Madden, where everybody here, whether it's a present Clancy writer or a past one, genuinely wants you to succeed and is doing everything they can to help you. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a great group. I've, I've, yeah, I've had the pleasure of interviewing several of those guys. And yeah, it mm -hmm. seems like it's a real tight-knit community. You guys are helping each other out. And just it's, it's awesome to see that. Absolutely. It really is. And, and, and you know, there's part of it. So Mark Cameron, the way that the Clancy books work is there's a book that comes out in wintertime that Mark Cameron writes, and then a book that comes out in summertime, which I write, and those are staggered, right? They come mm -hmm. one after another. And so what that means is there's the potential for Mark Cameron to do something in one of his books that I then have to deal with in my book. And so oh. we try and be really good about that and, and get, you know, the get a draft of his book ahead of time and his notes. But 
I was about 70,000, 75,000 words into Target Acquired when my editor, Tom Colgan, said, here's Mark's latest book. He did a fantastic job, which he did. And he said, but oh, by the way, another kind of Columbo moment, you might want to read the last chapter because he uh, has Jack Ryan Jr., my character, bring a girlfriend home to meet mom and dad. And so I'm 75,000 <laughs> words into this book. And I'm like, what in the, and so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as, as big a deal as I thought it was, but I called up Mark Cameron and very respectfully, cause he's a mountain of a man who used to be, you know, a, a, a violent fugitive task force guy. And I said, Mr. Cameron, I, I appreciate what you did here. It caused me a little more work, but that's fine. And, and so in the spirit of detente so that you will understand what's going on as well, at the end of my book, Jack Ryan Sr., who's your character, has a stroke is and is now an invalid. So I hope oh. you can work with that. Good luck. And so well I played. That. <laughs> I'm afraid he would come find me and kill me. But it is it is, you know, it's kind of humorous, but also kind of not humorous where we have to try and make sure that we're stayed in tied into each other. So we don't inadvertently uh, put the other person in a in a box they can't get out of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, so Tom Coughlin, he's, so he's always like editing one of these books. So it's like, a, yeah. oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It is amazing. And it's also great because he serves as the guardrails for the series, both the current books that are going on and then everything happened in Clancyverse. And so when you talk to him, so two of my good friends are Boyd Morrison and, and Graham Brown. And both of them, Graham still does, um, Boyd doesn't any longer, but both of them wrote with Clive Cussler for a long time for a number of books. And so Graham has told me about coming to Clive Cussler to pitch a book and saying, hey, this is what I think I'd do. And Clive would say, nope, did that eight books ago in this series, and here's when it happened. And so Tom Colgan very much fills that role where when you pitch in plots to him or something, he's able to tie together what's happened before in the Clancy universe and what's going to happen. And he also serves as the gatekeeper for the actual book. So because I write the Matt Drake series as well, you can't help but have some similarities or some bleed through from one to the other. And so in Target Acquired, there's this really pivotal scene where Jack Ryan Jr. is on the run and he calls back to John Clark, who is this iconic Clancy character who had Without Remorse is his origin story. And he's been in the book series every ever since and, and he's maybe a little less respectful to Mr. Clark on the phone than, than what Mr. Clark normally merits. And so Tom Colgan, just like the, the fist of Thor came down and is like, no, that is not how Jack Ryan Jr. would talk to Clark. That's Matt Drake. That's not. And so he and it wasn't anywhere near as dramatic as I'm making it out to be. But he very much said he's like, you know. You might want to take a look at that scene again, because that's a little out of character for Jack Ryan Jr. And so it's important to have somebody who serves as the gatekeeper, the guardian for that series, because at the end of the day, all of us are just trying to tell great stories that live up to the to the legacy that Tom Clancy left us all. Yeah, and it's been amazing because, yeah, he's uh, like you said, the legacy continues. Great books keep coming mm -hmm. out in that universe. So for fans like myself. Uh, it's awesome, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. some people will be like, "Oh, it's not Tom Clancy," but <laughs> you know, it's like like Vince Flynn uh, when he died. Yeah. Was, Kyle Mills, Kyle Mills yep. took it over, and I'm so glad Mitch Rapp's still out job. there. So, yeah, yeah, um, and that's what you think as a reader, right? And I'm sorry for for mm -hmm. cutting you off. Is that you know, if you would, if you get the chance to have that legacy live on with somebody that cares about it as much as Tom Colgan did, and all the writers were. 
I mean, I, I loved Vince Flynn. He's, he was my favorite um, living writer, favorite writer while he was still alive. But I'm so glad that Kyle Mills took that over because even if, and Kyle Mills does an incredible job, but even if Kyle Mills is never Vince Flynn, the fact that Mitch Rapp still lives on and gets to do things. I mean, that, as a reader, I just love that. And that's what I feel like we're trying to do as writers for the Tom Clancy fans. And so what can you tell us about, uh, about uh, Target Acquired? Can you tell us a little bit about the story, what's going on? Yeah, so when I got the opportunity to write this book, um, what I pitched to, to my editors, what I really wanted to do is just neck down the book to focus exclusively on Jack Ryan Jr. if I could. And, and, what, and the reason for that was twofold. Number one, as the new writer on the block, I really wanted to spend my time just being in Jack Ryan Jr.'s head so I knew what made him tick and I knew what drove him as a character. And, and that's harder to do when some of the iconic characters come on stage. And that was the first one. The second one is Mark Cameron is a, is a fantastic writer. And my editor was saying that when he and Mark and Mark Cameron were talking about one of the Jack Ryan senior books, Mark came up with this um, thesis or this idea that said, you know, Jack Ryan senior is president of the United States. And with that comes a whole lot of advantages. But what if we came up with a scenario where being the president actually worked against him and it hamstrung him? And so I'm like, man, that's a fantastic idea. And so I grabbed hold of that and said, what could I do to come up with a scenario in which Jack Ryan Jr. is completely isolated from the campus? That the things that he normally reaches back to, the people he depends on, the iconic characters are all cut off from him. And he really has to make or break it based on his own abilities as an operator, as a clandestine operative. And so the way I, was, I structured that is I set the book in Tel Aviv, Israel. And Tel Aviv is one of my favorite cities in the world. Been very fortunate. When I left the FBI, I spent the next nine years or so working for a number of different companies that um, marketed and produced technology primarily for U.S. special operations. And so um, a number of those companies were Israeli. And so I got to travel to Tel Aviv a couple of times and, and I'm fortunate enough to have quite a few Israeli friends. And I love that city. I'm like, I'm going to set it in Tel Aviv. And, and the way the book starts is that Jack um, Ryan Jr. is actually in Tel Aviv helping out with an asset validation exercise. And an asset validation exercise is something that you do in the intelligence community or potentially in law enforcement in that where you have this asset and an asset is a spy. It's a person that you've recruited because they have access to information that you want. And that information could span the on the FBI side of things. Maybe it's information about um, an, a, a um, organized crime um, syndicate or on the intelligence community side, maybe it's somebody who has information on the North Korean, you know, WMD program or anything in, in, in between. And so you want a person that has access to the information you need, but you also need a person who's trainable, right? Because the person who handles them or runs them is called a case officer in the intelligence community lexicon. That person, if they're an a employee of the central intelligence agency or the defense intelligence agency, which my Matt Drake protagonist is, is, is probably gone to the farm, which is the school at which the CIA um, sends their fledgling spies or their fledgling case officers to learn how to do it. Or if you're an FBI agent, you go to the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia to learn how to, but the person who you recruited has none of that training. And so they're depending on you to be able to train them to do that so they can get the information you need without risking themselves or you. And so if you think of classic spy things like dead drops and brush passes and 
covert communications. You have to train a person to do that. So sometimes what you do is construct this artificial scenario that the person thinks is real that gives you the opportunity to evaluate them without actually putting them at risk. And so Jack Ryan Jr. is doing this and what's, you know, in all intents and purposes, a very benign exercise in Tel Aviv when something attracts his attention and he keys off this woman and child or special needs child who he realizes a man is stalking and a man with a knife. And so he moves to interdict that. And what happens then is that Jack has to figure out who's targeting the woman and why before she inadvertently uh, unleashes the apocalypse. So again, as all Tom Clancy's are, very little at stake, very small scope, just the apocalypse. That's the only thing that can go wrong here. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because it was like a, it was Jack, Giant, uh, Jack Ryan Jr. is kind of like on the run in this one. Um, That's right. Yeah, so with, with the, the whole child component, was that, uh, well, how, how did that work for you on the, from the research point, uh, point of it? Yeah. I mean, so uh, two things there. So my wife is a teacher and she is a reading interventionist specialist. And so what that means is she sees um, a lot of kids or she sees kids who are struggling with reading, be that dyslexia or other um, other challenges that they're trying to overcome. And so a lot of those kids, excuse me, the special needs category. And so the, the, the child that, so the woman that we're talking about, her name is um, Becca Schweigert. She's a scientist and she's in Tel Aviv with her child. His name is Tommy and he is um, autistic. And so a lot of that, the child and, and, and how Tommy acts and why and what he does has kind of been um, derivative of the stories that my wife's told me about being a teacher and trying to figure out innovative ways to reach these kids. And the other part of it is that when you're writing this iconic character like Jack Ryan Jr., your job is to do two things. So one is to provide this compelling story about um, this protagonist who gets into, who's larger than life, and gets into these crazy situations that he has to figure out a way out of. The second part is your job is to be able to show the reader what makes them tick. Why, besides kicking down doors and punching bad guys in the face, what makes Jack Ryan who he is, Jack Ryan Jr.? And so having this um, special needs child that he sees with the mom, and when he saves the mom's life, the child drops a toy that's a Captain America figure. Captain America, I'm actually sporting here. That's very, very important to him. And Jack Ryan Jr. knows this because he had a friend who was also on the spectrum when he grew up. And his friend, his childhood friend, carried this little penny that to everybody else in the world just looked like a penny, but to this child meant something immeasurably. And so when after the encounter's over and Jack Ryan Jr. realizes that the child has dropped this Captain America figure, he says, you know, anybody else could go down to the store and buy another Captain America figure for the child, but it's not going to be the same. And, and he knows this because of his own childhood friend. And so because of Jack Ryan Jr. and who he is, he says, you know what, I'm going to return this to the mother and child. And that, of course, launches him into all other crazy adventures. But that's the thing I think we have to do as writers is to be able to reveal what makes these characters tick in a way that resonates with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's not, the action is awesome, but you, you need a little bit more than that. So yeah, that's, that's so great about these books. Yeah. And so what the, do you work on both your, like um, Matt Drake and now on Jack Ryan Jr. at the same time, or do you just tackle one project at a time? Yeah. So I'm very fortunate in that um, I'm under contract for both series. And so the third book in my Matt Drake series is called Hostile Intent. We just did the cover reveal and everything for it. And that'll come out 
in uh, in May of 2022. So a little little over a year or a little under a year from now. And so when I got the opportunity to do both, I have the fortune, like I said, of being friends with both Mark with both Mark Greeny and Brad Taylor. And both of those guys for a period of time wrote two books a year. And so I picked their brains and said, hey, how do you do this? How do you stay sane? And what both of them said to me is like, look, it is impossible to try and write two stories at the same time because there's, you know, being a writer is a lot of parts that are unglorious and and not particularly sexy where you're just sitting in a chair and typing on it. But one of the magical things that happens is when you're writing and if you're true to writing a lot or every day, your subconscious is working on problems that you haven't figured out. And so you might be I'm at the gym doing deadlifts and I suddenly have this idea of how the stories work. And it's because my subconscious is helping me. And it's very hard for that to happen if you have two stories in your mind at the same time. And so both of their counsel was kind of, if you have two books due in a year, write one in six months and transition and write the second one in six months. And so what that looks like for me is I turned in Target Acquired, which um, just came out yesterday. I turned that in in February, in February of 2021, so just a couple months ago, and then immediately transitioned back to write, working on Hostile Intent. And Hostile Intent, my third mate, Matt Drake book, is due to my um, editor on 15 July. And then I will immediately probably transition back into a Jack Ryan book, which is going to be due you know, another six months later. So it's a really, really demanding pace um, and takes quite a bit of discipline to be able to maintain it. But at the same time, you know, I just keep going back to if I could have told 14-year-old me that 47-year-old me would get to write a Tom Clancy book, I mean, I wouldn't have believed it. And, and the first time I got to sit down on my, on my um, computer and type the word Jack Ryan and realize <laughs> that was going to be in one of my stories, I'm like, I'm willing to work really hard to have that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, and, and you also like the, your Matt Drake is, is uh first person and, and the Clancy yeah. books are third person. Was that, did that take any, or is that an adjustment on it, that? Or? It actually helps some. So um, Matt Drake is first person. Cause he's, he's kind of a witty um, protagonist that was heavily influenced by Nelson DeMille and Nelson DeMille's John Corey books. Like I love Nelson DeMille. I love, I remember reading the John Corey books and thinking, man, I would read about that guy going to the gas station because he's so funny and he's so fun to hang out with. And so having Matt be in first person and Jack Ryan Jr. being third person actually helped one of the things that helped separate the two characters in my mind, because there's there's certainly some humor that's in Target Acquired, but but not to the extent that's in my book, because the voice is very, very different. And one of the ways that that helped that was actually that delineation between first person and third person. Interesting. Okay. So before I let you go, I, uh, I've been asking my guests because of this crazy year, uh, how, are you going to address the pandemic COVID at all in future books or are you ignoring it? What are you going to do? So far I'm ignoring it because I've got to, uh, I've got to be able to write something that jazzes me and I want to write. And, and right now I think most of us, I'm so burned out on COVID so oh, yeah. tired of dealing with it. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is put it in a book, but I know that Michael Conley, his, his um, latest book, he actually started dealing with COVID in it. I think some of the other folks, so we'll see. But right now, I would be perfectly happy if I never had to talk about COVID again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all have COVID fatigue, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, Don. Well thank, well, thank you so much. Target Acquired uh, is out now, so people go go get, get that uh, go check that out. And uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. 
Thank you, Alan. It was great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. If you have a moment, please do check out thrillingreads.com forward slash links, where you'll be able to rate and review this podcast or simply rate this podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it, uh, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, uh, whichever podcast app you prefer. Uh, please take a moment to rate this uh, podcast. It's the best way to help other fans of uh, mystery and thriller books to find the uh, podcast. And uh, it helps me get the word out. And so it's the best way to support the podcast. So I do appreciate that. And if you're interested, you can join my Thrilling Reads mailing list. You'll find the uh, sign-up form at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. Once you subscribe for free, you'll be notified about discounts and deals on great books in the mystery, thriller, and crime fiction genres. You'll also find my social media links and my author website over at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. So check it out and say hi. All right. Take care and stay safe until we meet again on the next episode of Meet the Thriller Author.